Um, say something in the mic, making sure the volume is good. I'm saying something inside of the mic. Dude, what? How are we supposed to do this episode? I did, I, I had to work today, so I've been, I have zero notes. <laughs> well, not just that, but this episode, what are Ronnie and Chad going to say? I don't know, man. I'm going to try to get philosophical on everybody, but I'm so not prepared. So just for this. like always? Yeah. Well, I'm... We're so underqualified to do this. I know. Well, that's right. why I'm going to take it a little more serious. You never take it serious. I'm going to try and take it a little we'll, serious. We'll see how this sounds. Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your host, Ronnie. I'm Chad. And today, we are here for the two-part bonanza that we are covering of the back-to-back episodes. This one being Attack on Titan, Season 4, Episode 15, Episode 74, Soul Salvation. Soul Salvation. How you feeling today, Chad? I mean, I'm feeling alright, man. I've, I don't really have zero. I have zero notes. I'm going to be honest, I have zero notes. Doubleheader, the back-to-back. Yeah, we'll go ahead and break this down for you, because if there's one thing we like to do, it's keep it real. I have taken the notes for the entire summary, so you're stuck with Ronnie, because it's such a quick turnaround that we basically finished recording 14 last night. I went home, edited. I did not have to work today, and then you did. I went home, spanked it, went to bed. Right, and I had to go to work at 7 a.m., so. And, but also put in the part where you actually did watch the episode. You oh, yeah, I did watch the episode. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. You were just so excited to say that you spanked it that you forgot the part where you actually watched the show that we covered. And how incredible was this episode? So though? you could honestly argue that you're pretty unimmersed at the moment, and I bet it's going to piss a lot of people <laughs> off. No, man, I'm going to be so philosophical this episode. I'm going to take things serious. I'm tired of us jerking around on this pod. I'm going to not jerk around. I'm a whole lot of jerk talk early on in this one. I am. I'm on one. All right. <laughs> Beautifully done. This is going to go great. So uh, let's be honest. This episode is way above our pay grade, especially since our pay grade is zero. Yeah. Uh, what can you really say about this Which, episode? I mean, I, give me your initial thoughts. I'm scared. I'll say that. I'm scared to talk about it. I think we're going to cover it well because we're very serious guys, first off. But second off, this is probably my favorite non-action episode of the entire show. Maybe maybe even from season one. Okay. Wait, what? From season What does that mean? Like, from all the way back to season one, from the entire show, this might be my favorite Yeah, I think people knew that that's what you meant when you said the entire well, and then show. I, well, I, I meant to say of season four, and then I started thinking of the entire show, and I was like, ah, I don't know, there's some good ones. When you say the entire show, you don't have to say, from season one on, guys. <laughs> okay, well, what I mean is season four. Okay. But also, maybe from season one. But maybe from season one, yeah. Well, I'm confused and so is everyone else. So with that being said, let's just confuse everyone a little bit more by going through this episode. I mean, my feelings were this episode made me feel. I don't have the time to go through all the different ways that it made me feel. I I did leak fluids out of my face. So I would just like to sum it up by saying that I felt feelings. You felt feelings? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, did your heart tear up? Uh, no, that's your bullshit thing. My my heartstrings were pulled. I think I teared up not from you know being. Did you actually, tear up? I did, and I don't know if it was from actually being legitimately sad or if this is just such a well written story that it made me tear up. I'd still Ronnie still hadn't teared up. I came close. And I'm interested to see where you teared up at. So make sure, you know. Right at the very beginning. You're when the real, episode started. You're a real man. It was just in the OP. Yeah. <laughs> it just hit differently this week. No, we're going to take it slow. Who knows how long this podcast lasts. And then we'll see at the end if we got time for any kind of questions or any of that stuff. Cause oh, wow. Let's just take a back seat to the fans. Uncharted territory. I, I'll say this up front. I think I spent three and a half hours taking notes. <laughs> It took so long. Why? So, why do you think that is? I felt like I was. I felt like I was typing notes for thirty minutes, and then I looked, and we were three minutes into the episode. <laughs> you could have just pulled the transcript. I really should have, except you know, I had my thoughts and stuff. But yeah, I should have, and it would have made it a whole lot simple because there's so many lines in this that I had to have perfect because they're awesome. Why are the these past two episodes just have? It's just littered with QODs. I know. Well, quote of the day. QOWs, right. Uh, quote of the weeks. But, and like, I, I really don't know how long this is taking, so we better just get fucking started at this moment in time. Let's do it. Chaz, let's embark on this journey together. Let's go through the paths. I'm so scared. Okay. So we start off overlooking Liberia with Grisha telling Zeke how they live in a time. It's okay. Forget. Stop. Don't, don't cry yet. He's telling Zeke how they live in a tiny birdcage compared to the rest of the world. Aaron? Uh, that bitch Dinah is here should be pronounced Dina. We all know that. Grisha starts off on a good note talking to his young child about you know how death works and showing him where he will ultimately die since they can't leave Liberia. Which... Mr. Three-Year-Old Zeke, this is what's going on. <laughs> While this they're currently outside Liberia, which didn't seem to do a whole lot for his point. Yeah. He's uh, like, well, that's where we're going to die because we can never leave. Well, but we're outside right now, <laughs> but let's go back. Poor kid, man. He asks Zeke if he would like to leave, which isn't a very fair question at all because I'm pretty sure the only opinion Zeke could possibly have at this age is what kind of ice cream he might like to have. Yeah, and when he wants his ass wiped. <laughs> Poor Zeke says, yes, he doesn't know. I guess they're standing on some sort of like lookout at the bottom of a tower or something, and a, and a man. He starts out nice. He opens yeah, I was the like, door. wow, this is a really nice guy. He's like, wow, what a welcoming friend. Great janitor. He opens the door and is surprised to see visitors so early, and you could tell right away that the the Jaeger family clearly tenses up as soon as he comes out. And Grisha says, hey, we're on our way out. Yeah, and that guy sees them dirty old armbands. Mm. He pauses, sees them. And he makes a hard turn from what seemed like he was getting ready to give Zeke a lollipop to him, throwing a bucket of water on him. Yeah, I hope it wasn't dirty water. I'm really hoping it was nice, clean water, but since he's a janitor, it was probably really dirty water. So Grisha, he gets frustrated and tells the man that they get, they have permission to leave the walls, but the janitor man says his job is to clean the tower and get rid of trash, and these devils came in here and defiled it. Now he's got to clean it again. He's got to clean the whole place again. He goes on to say, Your kind slaughtered countless lives, and yet here you are pumping out kids. Which <laughs> I was like, Hey, did this guy get played by Chadley? What a gross, Whoa, what? what a gross way to say 
having children. I would have not said that. Pumping if out that kids. was me, I would have said, and you guys are over here fornicating little seeds of life. That's what I would have said. Oh, my bad. So we cut over to them walking through the streets of Marley on the way back to the internment zone, dripping wet. You know, they're all soaked. Okay, let's let's keep it PG. Well, I'm just laughing because they're they're dripping all the way down to the internment zone, and it was one bucket of water. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> why did they just get off the hurricane at a water park? I like to imagine that guy just following the whole way down the steps and just kept <laughs> dumping it. He's got a water hose, and for some reason, he insists on using the water hose to fill the bucket, then throw the bucket at him instead of just using the water hose. <laughs> The citizens, they're really giving it to them. They're shouting devils. You guys stink. Stay in the internment I, zone. I kind of understand now why like they have permission to leave the internment zone. I guess like select few like get permission. But I understand why no one really wants to leave. But yeah, it's pretty bad, especially this guy. This this one guy was my he's a real jerk, but he was also my favorite person in the background shouting at him. He just yells, Thanks for ruining my day. <laughs> Which I mean, seems uh, a bit excessive. Can you imagine? What if, you're just like, having you're having a good day. You know, you're going to the store, you're getting your groceries, and you see someone walk by, and you just go, "Well, fucking great! This you, day was fine." These assholes are making me stop and yell at them. Are you so shitting me? That mother, husband, and their child walked by. Now, <laughs> this whole day's a wash. I'm going home, going to bed, and starting all over. Thanks a lot, assholes. So that guy might have been a bit excessive, but who knows. Did it ever say that guy's name? No. Okay. So Grisha, he's rightfully mad at this point, and maybe he's getting a little dark. It's up for you to decide at this point. He tells Zeke, remember this well. This is the outside world. If you don't like it, you have to change it. And then he get, he does the cherry on top. Great parenting. Zeke, you're going to save everyone. Just great parroting, man. All right. Oh, man. Imagine being a three-year-old kid and your dad telling you this. Dad, I'm supposed to save everyone? Dad, I'm wet. How do I save everyone? I just ruined that guy's day. (laughs) He's like, remember this, son. You're going to ruin so many people's days. I just love that guy so much. He's still just mad. Wherever he's at, he's just... Fucking walking them. God damn it. So we come back out of the OP, and little Zeke has grown up a few years, and he's in warrior training. And he seems to be doing about as well as I would, which is to say, not great. Yeah, and what do you, okay, this is what I kind of had on Zeke not doing good. Not so much that he's just not talented Mm -hmm. as the fact that he just doesn't want to do this. No, I think he's trying. You know what my take was? What? I feel like I feel like he's much younger than all these kids. And ah. Grish is the dad who, even though his kid is not skilled enough, he makes him like play baseball up a year. Yes, he is so that guy. <laughs> like uh, Zeke's supposed to be in coach pitch where he's hitting it off the tee if they get three strikes, but instead he's throwing it to him with a little Johnny throwing, you know... Uh, all over the place and just nailing yes. kids because and and he's still like he's so young that he still throws like sidearm or yeah. underhanded because he doesn't even know how to throw a baseball but he's we, making him play up like gabby and them they were in training 
right? They've been in there for a little while. Probably since they were... Zeke, what does he look like? To six me, years old? To me, I say like six, seven. Yeah, and Gabby probably started like at nine, at nine right. to 12. Something like that. He just yeah. seems young. And he seems smaller than all the other guys. It's just, yeah, I think that's what's going on. Pin but over. he needs to get his shit together, is what you're saying. What I'm saying is he's got to fucking want it a little bit more. You dig yeah. deep, Zeke. Hey, buddy, you're going to save the world. You're going to save the world and ruin people's days by lagging in the back of the pack? Grisha is trying so hard for Zeke to be the main character of this story. It's unbelievable. That's the kind of thing that I can do. But guess what? I'm not saving the world. I just have a below average podcast. So we pan over to paid. We pan over to some other guys on horses, one of which is the man we saw at the end of last episode. And uh, it was all fun and games when Chad was going to have to say his name, but now that it's my burden to bear, I'm a little bit more worried about it. No, this is an easy one. So I'm just going to call him Tom. Oh, dude, you ruined it. It's K Saver. Yeah, not it. No, I'm just kidding. I think it is Saver. I think it's Saver. I think it's Saver. Well, I think it's Saver, so. so. That is the most. I'm going to look it up right You were now. like, you know what you just did there? What? You said, what's the most Georgia way that I could say this name? And then you went, well, Saver. I did not say it like that. It's, I said Saver. It's Saver. It's. I, I think it's the K is silent and it's Sava Sava. How do you say K Saver? Well, while you're working on that, I'm gonna keep moving. Okay, this a keep bit. going. So Tom questions the other man about one of these trainees being his successor, and I think that this guy is a uh, a younger maggot. Is that so? K Saver. Got it, Saver. Okay, what were you saying? Sorry. Wow, it's so funny that. That pronounce it the same exact stupid way you tried saying it. Oh, well, that's because, you know, it was right. But you were talking about Magith, right? What was he doing? Well, see, here's the thing. I mean, this is him, right? Oh, yeah, this is a young, young, young Magith who looks pretty studly here. Yeah, but you know what? He pissed me off a little bit this episode, and we never got quite the mileage I was hoping out of the nickname, so he's Maggot today. Okay, well, since he's a little bit younger, probably a little douchier, we'll call him Maggot. And not as experienced in life, so yeah, I'm going with Maggot. Uh, so Tom asks about the one who's falling behind, to which Maggot replies, oh, Jaeger, again. And he goes on to say that all the other kids are competing fiercely to be honorary Marlians, yet he is none of that drive, and he's unsure why he even comes. Yeah, that's pretty much everything they said about Ronnie when he was a kid in tryouts. But I was there. And uh, you can see a little something in Tom's eye at this point. And, you know, it's unclear if that's a Savers. pedophilish look or Whoa, not. Whoa, dude. I mean, come on. At this, point we don't, at this point, we don't know. You think just because he's like, oh, I can take advantage of that slow I, kid right there. Right. You, that's what you're he's thinking. He's like, oh, wow, who's that one that really can't run at all and seems pretty weak and could be easy? You he's got know? nice blonde hair. I just, we got to keep an eye out for him at this point. Uh, we'll get ahead of ourselves just because at this point I think it's safe to. Well, you, I don't think he's a pedophile. So okay, well look, I'm glad guards. you said that. I don't think he is either. You know what I think? He sees this young lad who's you know not very talented, mm-hmm. and he's thinking, if I can just get a hold of that guy, I can make him into a real young stud. And well. Uh, and I, maybe I shouldn't have said it like that. I meant. I don't think you should have said it like that. No. He said maybe if I can get it, you know, 
My hands. Okay, I'm gonna well, give up on this. Okay, one. let's. <laughs> moving on. So uh, Zeke walks back home with parents discussing how hard training is, and Grisha says he understands, but that he knows he can be a warrior. And that bitch Dinah should have been Dina. Decides- is this when he's Grisha and Grisha is just not. They always say that you do better parenting with your second kid because mm-hmm. you know you kind of get the hang of it. Yeah, Grisha did fucking awful with his first kid, just terrible. Well, not great, no. I mean, I mean, he did he didn't do great with Aaron either because he literally injected Aaron and made him eat him. Right. But <laughs> I feel like he was a little worse on the first one. What do you think? Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right now, you know, he's being cheery. Let's see how he. Oh, you're saying he's being a great dad right now? <laughs> you know, he's being a very motivational dad. Okay. <laughs> we'll see where the flip turns. But no, I'm more mad at this bitch, Dinah, who uh, should have been Dina, decides yeah. that she's allowed to speak. So she says, because you have a special power, which is followed up by Grisha once again with a uh, most important of all, you're our son and we're fucking awesome. So you better be too. <laughs> Did you hear that part? I did hear that part. And Dinah, yeah, Dinah needs to shut her mouth. I I mean, what I've, has she even done? Listen, I've got some more stuff for her later. Don't even worry about it. I've Sometimes I got you covered. I you got, got you me. covered. Okay. Even though, I mean, if you have something to say, I'm not trying to block you off. I'm just, if, okay, you, yeah, if you're trying to fish to for something, don't worry about it because I've got it. But if you've got something, go for it. I, okay, I've got something. Dinah needs to shut her mouth. Excellently done. Yep. Hey, I wasn't sure if you had something there, but you did. Well done. You're welcome. That's what that's what you're here for. What a baller. No notes. Just walking in with hot takes like that. To be fair, what you know, Grish is acting like he's something special. What has that guy done other than get his sister killed? Yeah, this dude is just straight up just angry at the world. Show and- me his resume. He doesn't have... You know what he did? He ran outside of the walls when he wasn't supposed to. Right. Got his little sister killed. Uh, fucked somebody with royal blood. Right. And had a little thing come out of her. And he's a co-founder of a club. Yeah, he's a co-founder who... And really, Grice is the main leader of that. He kind of overtook it and then stole Grice. I, I would imagine Grice kind of had a thing for Dinah and Grisha just straight up stole her. And Grisha sucks. So they drop Zeke off at his grandparents because it's Tuesday night, and according to Grisha and Dinah's convincing lie is that they are once again going to a quote-unquote social dance club. Did you catch that part? Yeah, I read it as a social distancing club at first. That's how (laughs) brainwashed I've gotten. I mean, that's just a fancy way to say a swingers party that supports extremely kinky practices, is it not? (laughs) I I guess you're right on that. Dude, speaking of swingers and why, children. I mean, because uh, you know why I know that there uh, there's a bunch of different couples fucking each other at that place? Why? Because why do you need to call it a social dance club? Is every That's dance right. club you've ever been not social? You've got a great point there. <laughs> they were like, well, yeah, <laughs> like it's a dance club, but we really highlight the social part of it. Do you think his dad knew that they were swingers? Or was he thinking, oh, my son's trying to raise his son to be the savior of Eldia? Uh, here's why the grandpa's a fucking idiot. Cause... Well, I was going to ask this, though. I have a great question for you. 
if they're they're putting all of this hope into Zeke, right? Why don't they have another kid just in case it doesn't work with Zeke? Oh well, you know, is that thinking is, too much? Well, see what you're doing here is you're getting us into uh, sensitive waters, and there's going to be some people that don't like to hear this, but I think uh, they were oh Dina's. She just looks like a sickly woman. Uh, <laughs> what are you struck, trying to say about her? Struck gold on the first one. <laughs> You're saying 50-50 shot? That it might, if it's a girl? Oh. Whoa. No. <laughs> what, are you, oh. what are you saying? No. Oh. I'm saying that bitch's eggs have dried up. She can't have Dude. <laughs> you went that far. Oh, man. Poor Dinah. Why? I mean, why else would they not have another kid? I am. That's but why I was I, asking I, you. Yeah, unless he's, he's seven at this point. And then listen, that's not right of me. I just really hate Dinah because I look at her and then I look at Carla and I just have to laugh. And she makes me a little bit mad. This kid. But here, that's the thing. We know that Grisha goes over to Paradise and nuts into her and gets Aaron. So just pointing well, fingers at uh, well, the obvious. Women. I will have to say this though to take up for Grisha there. He probably was castrated. That's a lot of torture methods. But when he received the Titan, he can regen. So his testicles just formed back into what they were. I would assume he did get his nuts cut off before he got the Attack Titan. Who's cutting his nuts off? Uh, the owl's little... What's that guy's name? Mr. Gross. Like, that's like their initiation. They're like, well... <laughs> no, when they were torturing him, cutting his fingers off and stuff, I guarantee you they snipped those testes right off the... Right off the sack. Initiation for what? The social dance club? <laughs> no. You're saying he oh, went... Oh, that makes sense. When you go to the social dance club, the swingers parties, you don't want each other having each other's kids, so you got to snip what? them. Okay, that does make sense. Yeah. Okay. And where you're just... It's a ghost... It's called a ghost nut. You're Talking just spitting, yep. spitting air. You're feeling it, but you're not seeing it. Yeah, dude. That okay. happens after about the seventh time in a day. That's what I always say. So, no, Grandpa's an idiot. He tells him that Zeke misses them, but Grisha says it's for the wellness of Liberio. And the reason I say the Grandpa's an idiot is that's the point where if I'm the Grandpa, I would say, hey, how the fuck does you doing the cha-cha slide two times a week have anything to do with Liberio and helping it in <laughs> any way? What, this Grandpa obviously is not for Grisha trying to go rebel or whatever. So if he really knows that he's saying this to Zeke, wouldn't he try to intervene do you think he actually doesn't he actually thinks they're swingers or whatever or dance club members i think that he has his suspicions but he's not in a place i guess where he feels like he can call him out because i'm sure he cares about his son he's a little scared too but yeah i mean we've seen this grandpa before and we kind of know he already sucks a little bit so you know he doesn't say anything is dinah is really having a field day this episode and says Someday I'm sure Zeke will understand why we are doing this. And, by the way, this is a classic open-door conversation with Zeke watching and listening from about six feet away. Close the fucking door. And uh, they leave and we see that Grandpa is taking this time to do some more studying with Zeke, who, by the way, has already been to school for more than likely seven hours a day, then two and a half hours of warrior training, followed by homework in five of his classes, Hey, school systems. Ronnie says, chill the fuck out. Well, there's pretty much uh, internment zone, whatever you call it. 
Wow. <laughs> I was going to say a word, but some people like Aaron Yeager would get mad. I opened it up to shitting on the entire school system. You, you had nothing for me? Okay, I'll say it. They're slaves. Aaron, you know what Aaron doesn't like? Slaves. That's what Zeke is. He's got to go train. He's got to do all this. He's a slave for his dad who wants him to be a savior. What are you talking about? Were you not saying that? No, I was just making a point that Grandpa wants to do some more studying, and poor Zeke's already done nine and a half hours of activities, and he's got five subjects he's got homework yeah. in. Oh, he's and, doing. You're talking about his homework, okay? <laughs> I thought you meant him slaving away. No, I was taking a shot at the school system for teaching, uh, teaching stuff all throughout the day, and then sending more work home that equals out to more <laughs> work than it does an eight-hour job a day. It's Dude, weird. that's a good point, man. I've I forgot about school. I'm so dumb now. <laughs> You're right over there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Grandpa's telling him about the tragedy of Lago that occurred 1,200 years ago. After Lago was destroyed in a single day, the Titans went on to cause the horrors of Val and ravaging of Monty, or Val, one of the two. Yeah, super important, guys. Let's listen. Yeah, Marlins in the tens of thousands were killed by Eldia. The people who escaped Lago fled to the countryside, but the Eldian Empire put Titans along the path at daybreak. The Titans rose and attacked. The- and then Zeke says, okay, hold up, Gramps. I've heard this one. Yeah, a lot of people died 1,200 years ago. By the way, I'm seven. <laughs> and the grandpa's kind of shocked and asked, if his father is actually teaching him real history. So this is kind of the line where what you were kind of going on with, where I think the grandpa suspects uh, okay. Grisha yeah, doing yeah. some stuff, but and he's kind of surprised, and he's like, wait, he's actually telling you that? Real history when, who knows, maybe none of them have yeah. the real history. And grandpa asks if he wants to become a warrior and fight for Marley. Zeke says... You know, I want to play hopscotch with Jimmy next door because I'm seven. But if I can't do that, then yeah, I guess I want to be a warrior. Grisha's got so into his head. He's like, sir, yes, sir. I mean, yeah, I want to be a warrior. And Grandpa says, all right, bedtime. (laughs) And Zeke looks a little nervous as he begins to say that he has five assignments doing a test tomorrow. But is cut off by Grandma, who I mean, definitely colors her hair a significant amount. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Do whatever makes you happy, but still, uh, we notice. Did you notice this bitch coloring her hair? I did, but to be honest, this old hag... Well, I don't want to call her old hag. That's a little harsh. Well, you just did. So I won't call her that, but this OH, she's pretty irrelevant. Pretty. I mean, she's oh, pretty no. irrelevant, dude. The grandpa's always talking. She's just randomly just standing there. What? When have we ever, like in season three, did mm-hmm. we ever get any... Any take from this no, old pack? Just sad I mean, face. this OH. Yeah, she's just very good at sad face. Yeah. Does your mom color her hair? Um, no, she does not. Really? Is she's, it? She's got a great head of hair. Then. Do you notice it was red? That's just where she picks her skin and bleeds from her scalp. Oh well, no, she's got a good head of hair. I've seen her. You've seen her. <laughs> when did you see her? She was upstairs. Oh, I didn't even know she was here today. Of our two uh, two story complex. Did you feed her? Of studio. No, I didn't feed her. Um, So, sorry, I got off track. The grandma says, next time you're here, I'll read you the cat house book. And if I'm Zeke, I would say, yikes, no thanks, grandma. I would rather atone for the the sins of my ants. Let me try that one again. 
Yep, try if it. If I'm Zeke, I would say, yikes, no thanks, Grandma. I would rather atone for the sins of my ancestors than you read the Cat House book. <laughs> what did I just say, Chad? <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, what did I say? I would rather... Enjoy your podcast okay. on a very important episode. I would rather atone for my sins than not... Um, What's the name of the book? The Cat House. I would rather atone for my sins than do the Cat in the House book. And what what was on your phone that you were looking at? Huh? What was on the phone? I, I just said it. I would rather atone for my sins right, but yeah, but what was than on do the, phone? the Cat in the House. Now, I Yeah, so you kind of stumbled your way through that, but what was on the phone? It Nothing was on the phone, Ronnie. Are you with me? got a secret message. See, this is the fear of when you don't have to do a summary. Okay, well, here you go. I've got a message that I would like to relay to the pod that I just received, an an important telecom. um, Okay, I have no knowledge of this telecom. I'm going to guess it's not that important. It's pretty important. Here we go. So, our buddy who uh, is doing the logo slash artwork, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm, I'm intrigued. He says he's working on it. He's going to send us something in a group. See how we like it here soon, probably within the next couple days. And he was saying that he's super busy because he just booked a role, a five-episode role for one of the most famous television shows of all time. Grace Anatomy? I, I can't. It's so secretive that I cannot <laughs> say what it is. But it's wow. the final season. That leaves wow. you any hints. Don't say what it is, though, Ronnie. I can't, he We're got hired for the final season the of Attack final on Titan season as of a Attack voice actor? On Ti- yes, dude. Wow. He's going to be doing um, Flagels voice acting. The guy so, died that does Flagels. So anyway, uh, I'm pretty mad about the Cat House book. Zeke looks over and sees a picture of what would have been his aunt as he's entirely too many things going through his head. Because, not sure if I've mentioned this part, he's seven. Well, we don't know if he's seven. You're just assuming. He could be eight. We cut to a bunch of children putting together rifles. This was the big test Zeke didn't get to study for last night. So he does pretty horribly. He drops a piece and it lands at Maggot's feet. He's seven, assembling a rifle. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Maggot's pretty mad because... uh, he looks as if Zeke just found, or he just found Zeke stealing money from his mom. Yeah, he's like, "You fucking little asshole child! You can't even put together a rifle." You seven-year-old piece of shit. <laughs> this is simple kid stuff. You can't even put together a rifle. Zeke's like, "Yeah, but I can, I can multiply six times six. Maggot's like, "Why would you ever need to know that? Put together the rifle." <laughs> Zeke walks home, and he's got one of those over-the-shoulder bags that kind of looks like a laptop case. Did you ever rock one of those? I never did. I always had just the normal, like, Jansport backpack. Yeah. Um, and I, it always had books in it because I'm a big uh, hardcover guy. I uh, I rocked one one year in fifth grade. I thought it was so cool. Did it have a laptop in it? No, it just had, like, my books, but it was, like, a over-the-shoulder, one strap in it. That's pretty lit. Yeah, I felt cool, but it wasn't for me. Did you get a lot of bitches? Well, my elementary school had a total of, when I was in fifth grade, we had a total of like 30 kids. And throughout elementary school, I think I had the girlfriend of basically every single girl in the school except for three. Wow. And that essentially meant 
I would pass a note that said, do you want to be my girlfriend? Yes, no. They would circle yes because, duh. And yeah. then um, I believe we'd break up about a week later. And then by, it was just, by passing another note? Then it was just on to the next. <laughs> do you want to break was, up? It, yes, no. <laughs> it actually wasn't a note. Then the move was you just sent a friend and then you're oh, like, yeah. hey, uh, she doesn't want to uh, be your girlfriend anymore. And I'd be like, great, I can finally send this note I've had written for a couple days now to this new girl. But the school was so small that it would actually be the girl that was breaking up with me for her friend, so I just handed yep. it to her. And she'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember I was on the bus, like, fourth or fifth grade, and right when I was about to get off, it was my newly found girlfriend. I kissed her on the cheek to get off, whoa. and my sister saw me do it, and we got off the bus to my mom it was before the accident and she was talking to my mom like he just kissed a girl on the cheek and i was so embarrassed oh no my face was so red are you guys still together huh you guys still together we're actually not we (laughs) it's kind of a a sore subject we've been split up for she has i guess uh 19 years (laughs) She has a kid now. She's, I mean, call her horse story. Yeah, the one that got away. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, back She's to single. Though. I can... we're, we're laughing too much. We got to get sad here. Oh yeah, let's get serious and sad. Because Zeke walks home, he looks more depressed than I was mentally prepared to handle. I'm not having fun doing these notes, by the way. Why? Well, I'm trying to behind. I'm trying to hide behind humor. How am I doing? Okay, so You're far, all right, dude. Let's just. Let's get sad, man. Let's get so sad. Well, we're getting ready to get pretty Hold sad me. because uh, Zeke sees a young tyke playing a game of ball with his pops, and that momentarily mm. hypes Zeke, Zeke up, so he runs home. The to, glimmer in his eyes. Oh, yeah. To tell Grisha that he finished early and let, and then Grisha cuts him off quicker than I could cut off Chad when he starts looking for his ninth truly. And Grisha <laughs> says, oh, good, we'll be able to study more. All right, let's learn about the Eldian history. Ugh. Dude, poor kid, man. Sometimes, you know, I wish when I was younger that my dad made me learn things more mm-hmm. occasionally and been like, hey, let's read a book or something. Right. Or, instead, hey, I love you, kid, or something like, like that. But, you know, instead of throwing the ball with you or. Yeah, instead of throwing the ball with me and like flop. <laughs> frolicking in the flowers and having fun dude i always was so excited to come to your house because i was like yeah you know maybe we'll play a little basketball but uh chad's dad always takes us to frolic in the flowers yeah he would always do it that's like their thing (laughs) um so no then we cut to a good good old-fashioned game of confuse the fuck out of your child where grisha has got the same exact book open as grandpa did and he tells Zeke, in other words, the tragedy of Lago never happened. <laughs> oh, and those other stories that I'm not going to go through again, they are also made up by Marley. And uh, Eldians have never had such cruel customs or culture after all. And Zeke cuts him off and says, the founder Ymir wouldn't want that. It's unthinkable. I bet it's about 50-50. What do you think? 50-50 what? About 50 of those stories probably happened. Maybe the other 50% didn't happen. Or Yeah. I'm... I mean, I'm sure, as scary as the Titans are, I'm sure a lot of it did happen, but right. obviously Marley's using some propaganda too. For sure. But it, it just sucks. I would so... agree. I would 50, 50, 
Or it's the classic uh, Pixies. There's a little truth to every lie. Boom. Yeah. Poor Tyler. kid, man. I, how do you... Full circle. You're just getting just swamped with no, information on is, both sides. Like, it's brutal. What would you do? It's awful. But Grisha, he's real proud of Zeke, which leads to an ever-fleeting moment of happiness as we then cut to Maggot in a room with a spotlight. I have a really weird room. This must be the place where they have this social dance club. Yeah. You know, by day it's warrior training faci- facility, and by night a dance club. It's a multi-purpose kind of room. And Maggot in front of all the other children scolds Zeke by telling him that Marley needs people willing to give everything to their motherland. I agree. And he says, we sure as hell won't leave a titan in the hands of someone like you. So, you know, not a great day as far as days go. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been better. He's like, I wonder if daddy will be happy for me. They get to dinner and they're like, Zeke, how was your day? He goes, well, um, I talked with my friend for a couple minutes and uh, I got some water and lunch. Oh, and then uh, Mr. Maggot told me that they they sure as hell won't leave a titan in the hands of someone like me. And Gris is just like, eh, keep working. <laughs> keep trying. I'm sure he wouldn't be mad at all, right? Uh, so Zeke walks out of training by himself behind everyone else when a baseball rolls over by his feet. And we see Tom with a glove. Mr. Saver. Who, <laughs> K-Saver or Saver? Which one is it, buddy? Saver. That's what we're going with. Well, it's what you're going with. I'm going with Saver. Saw that. That's so stupid. Don't say that. We see Tom with a glove who yells for Zeke to toss it back. And Zeke winds up and takes this very seriously, which, here's the rules. If you're seven, means it's fun and cute, but there are also 30-year-old men who would do the same thing, and when you see someone like that do it, you get mad. Oh, yeah. If there was a 30-year-old dude that did that, I would lose my shit. If I just saw that from the from the side of the... I would be like that guy that said, but that's you the, just ruined my day. But that guy exists. Oh, that's... What, yeah, for sure. You know, you're playing... Uh, you're throwing the football around on the beach, the ball gets away from you, and you get the guy that picks it up instead of just, you know, tossing it back. Like, for example, let me paint this picture. Me and you are throwing the football. You know, I've got a cannon for an arm. You're not as quick as you used to be, so I overthrow you a little bit. And well, I mean, ball, I'm still pretty quick. Well, man. you're not that quick. The ball lands at the feet of a guy kind of behind you, so you're right there. You got your hands open. Yeah, he could just toss you the ball underhand. Instead, he you know he does a fake hike. He oh my god! <laughs> he gets back in the pocket and chucks it 30 yards back down to me, even though we're yeah. playing the same. That guy exists, and it's just all wobbly. It's not even spiral oh, at yeah, all. Yeah, and then he's like, you see him walking. He's like rubbing out his shoulder. Yeah. Then he high fives like his six year old kid. And he's gonna be like, "That's you're gonna save the world one day." <laughs> Tom gives Zeke a compliment and tosses the ball back to him. And you know Zeke has a nice barehanded catch. Tom. It's a good play. I'm so not calling this guy Tom. I'm calling him Tom. I mean, he, he used two hands to catch it. I, he is, you know, seven. Well, but, barehanded. Listen, yeah, but I mean, no glove. That's a good distance. You're never listen. You're never going to be a good ball player until you're no longer scared of the ball, and that's a problem with uh, kids, you know. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I can catch it one-handed. Not when you were this young. I saw you were very frightened. Of no, dude. I mean, I've I've baseballs. always been great catching baseballs barehanded. You've already got. You've always got balls in your hands. We know that. 
So Zeke notices Tom's red armband and speaks up. And it was at this point, seven minutes in while taking notes, that I realized that it was like the first time you hear young Zeke say more than one word that's not some rehearsed answer a grown-up wants to hear. Yeah, like, sir, yes, sir. And that just made me even more... Like, his whole voice changed. His whole demeanor changed. It was good work by the voice actor because I really did. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like a completely different person. Are you talking about when he yelled Zeke Yeager? Or are you talking about after this? He says Zeke Yeager, but then... Um, no, he says... No, he. it's just when he says about the red armband. Okay. He's like, oh, you're wearing a red arm? Like, he's excited. Or kind of nervous. But uh, Tom admits to being one of the Marlian warriors Zeke is aiming to be, but says that his beast titan isn't too helpful in war. This is where he introduces himself as Tom Sover. So why is his beast titan not helpful in war? Um... He's got to have like a shitty like. I think he just sucks. He's like a, he's like a Ymir version of uh, the Beast Titan. I feel like. Okay, so his Titan just sucks compared to because if you think about it, he's throwing a baseball. Like if he if he did like Zeke, he could just throw shit. Yeah, I don't. It's weird, right? I don't know why he says it that way. And because he makes it seem like he can't even do anything. Right. I mean, he probably does suck. I could see that. There's some people that just suck at life. Well, and he, he talks about it a little bit later. Maybe we'll bring it up again then because he does say something where it kind of seems like he's just not about it. He says he works in Titan Research, and Zeke introduces himself as uh, Tom compliments his throat. That's where you want to do an impression of Zeke introducing himself. Zeke Jaeger! That was adorable. And it's, uh, it's just really sweet because you can just see how much this game of catch means to our little Zeke boy. I know, dude. It would, when he yelled Zeke Yeager, that shit was so adorable. There's a literal twinkle in his eye. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started crying. So, is that it? Yeah. Are you being serious? That's not it. I. Oh, so wow. Just lying to try and make content for the podcast. Great. Okay, my heart cried, not my tears. So now you're saying, face. okay, all right, pause everything. Making the podcast unnecessary longer, but I'm getting mad. So now are you saying that you didn't cry at all? I did. I'm saying... My heart, do you ever get the feeling when your heart just starts tearing up? All right, making a new rule. We're not talking about your heart. We're talking about your eyes. Did you cry at any point in this episode? Yes. Well, (laughs) yes, I did. But it wasn't at this part. It was not at this part. Are you going to tell me when we get to that part? Uh, Yeah. So do we need to have you say anything else about your stupid heart? No. (laughs) All right. Oh, I hate you so much. So Zeke, he wants to tell his bad. Ab- <laughs> I can't even talk. How Dude. am I supposed to? How am I supposed to do this whole summary? All right. Here, let me talk about it then. Okay. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what part we're at. He wants to tell his dad about his new friend, so he runs home, but is met by overhearing an intense conversation. Grisha is yelling at Grice, saying, "What gives?" If Zeke isn't chosen, the plan's finished. Grice says the Owl said they can't influence the decision unless Zeke has decent scores. And uh, apparently that naggy bitch Dinah is somewhere in the room. Thankfully we don't see her, but her shrill voice says, uh, Doesn't Zeke still have a shot, though? Oh, she's trying to be a decent mother while Grisha's just hammering in this 
whole savior of Eldia thing. All right. Yeah, you defend Donna. You go for that. You just called her Donna? Dinah. Oh. Grish just said, I mean, it would make more sense if it was Donna. Don't be named Dinah. That's for sure. Grish just says he might if he just steps up as he looks up and sees Zeke peeking through the door. He runs out to him and Zeke, clearly scared, says sorry, but his father takes him by his shoulder and says, I know you can do it. You're our son, after all. Playing that card again. This guy sucks. Grisha sucks, man. From his perspective, he made it seem like, oh, I'm such a good dad. Why did Zeke snitch on me? Why did Zeke... He sucks, dude. Mm -hmm. This makes me hate Grisha. It's crazy, right? How you only have one part of the story. Yeah, dude. I mean, I always listen to whoever tells me the story first. That's what I believe. Yep. That's the right way to do it nowadays. That's what you do. You never Uh, listen to both sides. Fuck that. Innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> Luckily, we were on the right side. I'm pretty sure we didn't say anything bad about Zeke back in the day. <laughs> no, we never. <laughs> we, never once. We knew Grissom was shady from day one. We were all over that. Please, no one go back and listen. So Zeke wants to make his family proud, so he shows up to training to be met by Maggot, who tells him once again, Marley has no need for him and asks him why he's there. Zeke says to show my loyalty to Marley and atone for elder Eldia's sins. Also, Elderly sins. I think I had a little autocorrect situation because <laughs> this is elders. But, uh, you know, quick in my feet, so Eldia's sins. The elderly do have a lot of sins. And then he says, also because I'm seven and I don't know what I'm doing. I just think my parents want me to be here. So Zeke is allowed back into open training, but he uh, he's just not built for this. You know, he's still he's in the just, back of the pack. He's not built different. He's not built different, and also, he's not three years older like everyone else. <laughs> and so he looks up and sees his parents scouting him from above, and when they meet eyes, Grisha turns away, walking off disappointed. Uh, I know you've seen this look before, Chaz. Oh, man, have I seen this look before. I've seen it probably on... I could count on both hands. I'd say eight or nine times. Like that one time at the uh, the dance recital? Oh, the dance recital, the uh, gymnastic recital, the... What else is there? Uh, you piano. did ballet that one time, right? The piano one is actually a legitimate one that it was just not good. I was not good at it. Also, speaking of uh, disappointed parents, if you guys hear some water, it's uh, it's Chad's mom taking her fourth bath of the day. Yeah. You guys go through a lot of water. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Are you okay? Huh? <laughs> oh my. Did you hit the pin? No, dude. I didn't fucking hit the pin. I think you did. No, man. I'm just... Uh... Just it was a rough day at work, man. You weren't there. I know. I was sad, man. I just <laughs> because I wasn't there. That's sweet. Yeah, it's Aww. not the same without you, man, buddy. You know people are shipping us on Discord. I know, and I'm. Sh- <laughs> it's really fucking weird. Yeah, I know. It's you know usually you say something sweet like that. You know I like to, I like to be mean to you, but that was so sweet. I'd give you a hug, but I don't like the way the Discord is talking about us, so I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. We need to stop giving hugs every time we meet up. No, I'll give you a coupon for one later. Dude, it's almost as weird as when they ship Levi and Irwin, and then the fan art where like <laughs> Levi straddling Irwin, kissing him. 
I'll tell you one thing, it's a little bit more weird because we're real. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, we're not drawings, but nevertheless. <laughs> so Maggot yells for Zeke to keep running, and Tom is watching as well and doesn't actually step in, but his face does at least express that he's slightly horrified at what he sees taking place here. We then cut to one of the more just heart-wrenching scenes. I gotta stay strong, Ronnie. You, you got this, buddy. Okay, here we go. Deep breath, everyone. Oh, we're little Zeke. He's got tears in his eyes, and he's he's covering his ears while sitting in the dark as he can overhear his father screaming at, at the penthouse of his lungs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's such a bad joke. <laughs> The penthouse of his lungs. Ronnie, who was two and a half hours into notes at that point, and thought, "Oh fuck yeah, this is <laughs> this is gonna be a great line." Dude, I'm not gonna lie. This this uh this kind of scared me. This was real. No, this is okay. In all seriousness, I had that terrible penthouse joke, but, but this is where I almost started crying. Yeah, it made me extremely this, uncomfortable. This is where I legitimately did tear up, and you I'm did not did tear kidding. up. Yes. All right, okay, this because was... it w- it felt so real. Like I know it, the voice actor pay that man, Kujikami, pay him. Yeah, whatever Mikas is. That's our two. That's our two different wavelengths. You said that, and I would have just gone. You could have referenced. You could have referenced Kujikami eight more, eight, eight more times this episode, and I would have just gone along with it because I would have been like, "That's some stupid bullshit that Chad just knows." Yeah, I just pulled that one out of my ass. I, gotta, I will admit that one. I'd be like, of course you know the voice actor that plays Grisha for four episodes of a time. Yeah. Okay. I don't know it. Oh, we're just laughing to hide the pain. This just sucks so bad. Okay. It does. All right. Um, we're taking this part seriously. <laughs> okay. All right. Everyone shut up. Okay. Shut up and listen. Oh, okay. So, you know, he can overhear his father screaming at the top of his lungs. Damn it! It's bullshit! And you hear a mouse in the next room. I don't know who it's supposed to be, but they say, Don't say that. He's trying his best. Oh, man. And he goes, (laughs) He'll never be a warrior like this! And so that's enough of that. Okay. Does Grisha beat his wife? Dude, I had a it's... listen. Oh God, we are all over the place. I had a joke. I had a joke about well, not a joke. Wow, you're joking about this. <laughs> okay, now. listen okay, up. Ronnie. Listen, everyone, calm down. The person that's got the one star review typed up and getting ready to hit sin, calm down. That's what happens. Calm when down, you, Paul. That's what happens when you get real emotional and you have to try and talk about this shit for two hours. You say something that insinuates that you find domestic abuse funny. It's not. All right? I almost wrote down asking you the question. It wasn't a joke. I was going to yeah. say. Well, well that, that's why I asked you. I mean, he seems like the type of guy that would beat his wife right here. And she's talking in about the same way I would expect a wife to talk if she was scared for her well-being. You make fun of Dinah, but she seems to me like she's not that bad. 
Well, she sucks. <laughs> Right. If she had a, an E in the middle of her name, she'd be a lot better. I agree. <laughs> well, yeah, that, and we would talk about it. My glasses are fogging up so bad. That's I know, you hot look like, here. You look like Zeke and That's kind of what I was saying. It's so cold in here, but well, it's usually cold in here. Now it's kind of hot. All right, thank God we don't Is have to Is it because I said okay. we can hug each other or whatever earlier? I mean, it did make me pretty warm inside. But All right, we don't have to talk about that scene anymore. Let's move on. Moving on. Don't do that. My thing. All right. What is? We cut to another game of catch with Tom, who laughs and tells Zeke that he. What are you doing? Okay. I don't like you calling him Tom. No one has called him Tom. I've messaged so many people about this guy. No one wants. First of all, you haven't messaged anyone about this guy. Second of all, after I watched this episode, I wanted to make sure we talked about all the important stuff that we could. So I scrolled through, I don't know, the 600 messages on the Attack on Titan channel of our Discord to make sure that I had it right. Every fucking person was calling him Tom because they didn't want to take the time to type out K-Saver. Dude, I would have seen that. I read every single message on this Discord's. Yes, I did, dude. You ba- Here's the only time you use the Discord. If it has something to do with you, how it benefits you, or if you're trying to impersonate me. <laughs> me I did not impersonate you. <laughs> you Plain trying f- to sabotage your own co-host to make people like you more. And I'm sick of it. You said you were going to make your own profile. I hope you do it. And then people can <laughs> yeah, realize. I'm going to make it so you stop impersonating me. Jesus. Playing five, I'm playing 5D chess over here. No one knows what I'm going to do. But what I was going to say is, can you fucking tighten it up over there? Okay, sorry. You're like a lazy... What are you doing? <laughs> no one podcasts like <laughs> You got your feet up? Okay, man. I'm chilling. I'm just, I've am just. i got a lot of shit I want to say on the second half of this episode. It's super serial. Um, super serious. That's South Park term. Well, I hope I hope you're being serious because you told me that when you got here because you said I don't have any notes, but I've got so many thoughts. <laughs> Haven't seen a single one of those thoughts yet. Well, here's one of my thoughts. His name's Saver. Keep going. <sighs> so he's playing a game with Tom, who laughs and tells Zeke that he was a mess the other day. Zeke is kind of down on himself and says, "You know, they're just having me run errands now. It's over for me." Which run errands was a very funny term to hear in this context, like. Zeke, we already know he can't run, but he's like hobbling to go get maggot coffee. Yeah, what is, what else does he get him besides coffee, you think? Like a plunger whenever like, he clogs the toilet? He's faxing off documents about the Warriors. What does errands mean in this world? I need to see more. So Tom says that it seemed that he uh, he never wanted to be a warrior, and Zeke goes on to say that he had to become one, yet he totally failed. And Tom, you know, he's just chilling, throwing the ball to his bro. Says it's stupid for him to be a warrior. It's dumb to shorten his life for Marley and get sent to fight other nations. He just says this out loud. <laughs> and Zeke freaks out like you would. Looks around to see if anyone else is hearing this poison that Tom is spewing. When he sees that they are in the clear, he asks Tom why he became a warrior. And he says it was to learn the secrets of Titans. And this is when Tommy Boy starts to sound like he was taking substances with substances with you. Yeah, I like this guy a lot. I mean, he was on. So he says everything when the founder you or because he says. Oh, is that what he says? One second. 
Let me let me work through this one. He said, "Who says?" You know, God, I knew I should have taken that. Who says such thing? Let's see. What is it, Mr. Saber says? He says something about when the founder Ymir touched something. Yeah, when the founder Ymir touched something, it created this whole blah blah blah. Right? Yeah, I really dropped the ball on that. So Tom wanted to know the answers to it all enough to agree to have his life shortened, and it meant he could look through Titan memories. That's a pretty baller move. Right, but then... Uh, well, I mean, later on, we kind of figure out more. Yeah, yeah. It's not as but, baller as we thought, but yeah. But if he legitimately, that was the sole reason he did it, which it's a big part of the reason he did it, right. but that would be a baller-ass move. For sure. That's like me saying, hey, I'm going to take this substance just to see the aliens on this different... Well, it's really nothing like that at all, but okay. I mean, See the 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 elves, if you, know, if you know what I'm talking about. No one knows what you're talking about. So he says he's pretty much useless when it comes to war compared to the mystery of ti- mysteries of Titans. Hatred and war seem so trivial. So I don't know if this is like things over in Paradise aren't too crazy yet and they're not fighting as many wars. So this guy can just be like, look, don't use me unless you have to. Or maybe he really is that useless where they can't even use him. I think that he just fucking, this guy sucks. I mean, he can throw a baseball, so the idea that he couldn't just stand in the back line as a Titan and just chuck rocks seems silly to me. Yeah, what if he's just got short arms, though? What if he's like a short-armed dude instead well, why, of a long arm? That's why I was saying maybe it's a Ymir situation where you see he's his beast, and instead of whatever Zeke is, he's literally just like a a small monkey. He's like he's a, like a Curious George-looking guy. Yeah. He's smaller than his human form. So he turns to Zeke and says, That's why you and I aren't interested in their war games. We are just two distant people, a real rarity in this world. Now, he didn't say cruel world, but uh, that was still a pretty good line. So you had like a half chub where you at over there? You okay? Yeah, I was a half chub. Not a full. If he would have said cruel, probably, you know, three-fourths. Probably been cutting through this table. We cut to Zeke mapping a floor in some... Uh, Mapping a floor? How does he map that, dude? That's crazy. They, they've got him running errands and mapping floors. So many notes. He's mopping a floor. Oh, mopping a floor. You know, those Cash A's on. and O's, they look pretty similar. But we're, he's in some pretty high hey, spirits. Hey, I'm sorry, guys. We're kind of on one today, and I might have dropped the pooch not having at least some notes to the table. <laughs> this, this is the most... Okay, pause. I've received... Uh, telecommunications. My sweet, sweet grandma, bless her heart. Uh, her name is Sue Lane because, of course, it is. She sent me a text. Tell me this is not the most grandma text you've ever heard in your life, okay? Okay. <laughs> I, I can't even say it because it's so grandma. I have a Pizza Hut coupon that expires today. <laughs> Large three topping pizza, seven ninety nine if you want it. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so good. That's so cram. Okay, uh, let me uh, if you don't want it, dude, please tell her I'll take right. it. Hey, Mama. Thanks for texting. Definitely want it. Be by to pick it up later. 
love Ronnie. All right. What a woman. And her name's not Dinah. So Zeke's mopping the floor. He's not mapping it. He's got some pretty high spirits going on. He thinks to himself that this is for the best. You know, even if I can't leave the zone as long as I'm alive. Oh, that's a shitty mindset to have, Zekery. You're getting played, buddy. God, text my grandma. This is the worst episode we've ever done. No, this this is 100% the worst. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) My God. He finishes mopping, and as he walks through the hallway, he overhears a conversation of some people saying that they finally got a lead, and that they're the Eldian Restorationist. They say it's a pretty large group. A trader called the Owl formed it, and they've got a few hunches already. I love to think that the Owl is in that room while they're saying it. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. They also say that it's just a matter of time until they get solid proof. So Zeke is stunned when he hears this, and he finally comes to, or as Chaz says, comes to it, sitting at the dinner table when his mom asks him what's wrong. Okay, you know what's sad about this part right here? I'm going to get a little real. Yeah, get real. As shitty as his parents have been to him, he genuinely still cares about him and is looking out for him right here. Well, of course. It's like it's all he's ever known, and all he's ever tried to do is make him proud. He doesn't know, like... Well, I mean, Mr. Saver, he's got Mr. Saver with him. Well, Saver, yeah. But that's not his parents, you know? If whatever Zeke does doesn't have anything to do with Saver, he's trying to make his parents proud. Well, I don't know. Who is that? So, uh, in my delusion of taking notes for three and a half hours, I came across this. Say the word ask, but put an S at the end. Asks. That's pretty good. Say it again. Asks. Isn't that weird? Doesn't it feel weird? It does. It Don't like, you have to like? Isn't it a hard word? It asks. It's like I'm like a snake. I'm a. You, you gotta try. Like, I don't know how much effort you have to put into most words, but that word you have to put like a good ninety five percent of effort into it. Yeah. Asks. Asks. So, his mom tells him to eat up, but he's got a bit of he's got a bit of a belly ache, also known as a little fear in the stomach. And uh, Grisha, he's eating his food and glaring down at his child as if this was some sort of Jean and Aaron stare down. Jean. Not how you should look at your child. Zeke horrified, closes his eyes and very softly says, Dad, Mom, stop doing dangerous things. This poor kid, man. And in uh, typical Podcast Chronicles fashion, I know that's pretty intense and all, but I gotta pause real quick because you know what we have here? We've got a dinner that Ronnie needs to analyze. Ooh, I didn't Um, even get to analyze this. It's the kind of analyzing that you come here for. We zoom out and get a bird's eye view of this table where it seems as if Dinah has prepared the the family that same bullshit stew that Sasha's mom was force-feeding those orphans a few episodes ago. Um, And to try and save her from this poorly executed meal... She's tried to overcompensate by ha- having like nine loaves of bread for a family of three. It's ridiculous. I mean, some people might try and argue with me and be like, oh, Ronnie, those weren't as large as actual loaves. Yeah. And you may be right, but I'll tell you something else. They sure were a whole hell of a lot bigger than dinner rolls. Well, let me hear this. Is that... I'm not going to... I'm not going to call you out right now. You know what? I got to come out and say it. I wish you would. I wish you would. Occasionally, when we talk about Ronnie's snack of the days, you tend to uh, 
What? You tend to maybe... What are you trying to say? What? It's a lot. Like, it's a lot. What's and a I'm lot? And I'm wondering... I'm wondering... This is an actual dinner, Ronnie. What? Do you do you realize this is an actual dinner? What? What do you mean, it's a lot? Well, you know, it's... What? Whenever you're talking about it, it sometimes... Like we talk about it a lot, or... It sometimes comes across like it's... I agree. You make fun of my uh, eating habits and weight a lot, and I wish you no. wouldn't do that. I don't, not a lot. I'm just saying your snack, so snack wise. It moving seems, on. <laughs> seems a lot. So unbelievable. Oh, this was just, this note here was just me really getting mad that a scumbag of a man named Grisha somehow turned his wife into a titan and managed to upgrade to the caliber of a woman that Carla was. That just really grinds my gears. What are you talking about that Carla was? Well, Carla was just an A-plus of a woman, and yeah, I this shitty-ass husband that Grisha was, and father, somehow turned his wife yep, okay. into a titan, like it's his fault, and crawled through a desert and somehow found his way landing into the arms of the most impressive woman oh, I've seen yeah. in the show. Well, she was just a server, but... Yeah, wow. What a fucking ignorant comment. What? Me. What an ignorant comment from I'm me. just repeating what you, our you Lord think, and Savior. Hey, hey, you think you got the guts to serve and be a waiter? No, I'm not. I'm just saying that's a great thing to say, but when our Lord and Savior, Mr. Keith Sadies, uh, you know, says you something like that. You think that you can have eight tables in the middle of dinner time rush and you've got assholes like you that's asking for double fries and uh, uh, this uh, this beer and then like oh and can I taste this one and uh, can I cook the burger not too much but not too little that's yeah. you and you're well, gonna all I'm saying all is just refill my Coke Zero in a timely manner. Coke Zero. Yeah. What? Hey, what are you? Are you a seventh grade history teacher? <laughs> Why are you drinking Coke Zero? I'm watching my figure, Ronnie. There's a thing called watching your figure. Jesus. Figure it out. It's the only people I've ever seen drink Coke Zero was my seventh grade history teacher. Zero calories. Dude. What it are you doing great. on your phone? <laughs> what? What did you do? I'm writing. I had notes written on here. You don't have any notes. You typed them out. Oh. What are we even talking about? I knew we were going to drop the ball on this, and that's exactly what we've done. Um. Okay, I was mad at her. Let's see. Okay, yeah. So, sorry. Back to this very important... Oh, man, he's yawning again. Sorry, back to this very important climax of the episode that most podcasts probably wouldn't interrupt. We did. I apologize for that. It's all right. Zeke says if they find out, we will be sent to paradise, sent to the island of devils, and made into titans. And Grisha gives him the classic dad look of, son, I'm not mad, just disappointed, which, let's be honest, we all know is considerably worse. Yeah, I... And you've got nothing again. Great work. No, I was going to say, Zeke needed to tell them that he overheard this. He kind of screwed the pooch on this one. That's a good point. So uh, Grisha says, have you learned nothing I've taught you? And unless someone takes a stand, we'll live pitiful lives in this tiny cage. 
Dinah wants to jump on board here and says, what are you doing? Huh? Oh, my God. Okay. Just keep going. Just relax, Yes, but most people don't. Most professional podcasters don't put their feet on the podcasting table. Yeah, We can get you a footrest if that's what you need. You want to know the beautiful thing about our podcast, (laughs) Mr. Ronald? We're not built to do this two days in a row. I'm I'm losing it. The beautiful thing about this podcast (laughs) is that there's no camera. I can pick my butt right now. You know who's going to see it? Nobody but you. People are going to be mad. (laughs) I could pick my butt. I could... I could scratch my butt on the floor like a dog does. Who's going to see it? No one but you. Okay. I just had to stretch a little bit. Oh, let's get serious, dude. What was I saying? Dinah wants to jump on board. She says, that's right. We're fighting for the future of all Eldians, including yours. And uh, let's be fair. Dinah, bitch, you're not fighting for anything. You're just the poster child that has the royal blood that we need. Calm down. Yeah, she's t- totally just the poster child. By the way, if you guys are hearing just the most obnoxious feedback coming into your ears right now, I'll try and do... I, here's my promise to you. This is a terrible episode. I'll do as much as I possibly can do to make it better yeah. in your ears. But Chad is kicking the table. I'll, I'm putting my, my leg is down. I'm sorry, guys. He's swinging the mic around. He's... Uh, He's managing his pop filters, and yet you're still. It's gonna sound like we don't have pop filters, even though we have two on each mic. Okay, I'm sorry, Ronald. I'm getting. I just want to talk about uh, Zeke. I'm just really stressed out. If you just will sit there quietly and uh, every now and then say some Chad stuff, we'll get to what we need to get to. (laughs) All right, I'll. You know what? I'll stop saying my Chad stuff for the rest of the pod. That's not what I said. I said I want you to say your Chad stuff. Um, tears streaming down his eyes, Zeke says, even if I end up like Aunt Faye? Get wrecked, Grisha. And there's the trigger word. Grisha slams his fist on the table and says, the only reason Faye died is because this world is twisted. We have to fight so nobody else ends up like her. Tatakai! We must restore the strength of Eldia and win our rights back. Tatakai! And holy shit, we finally get to the calling card. At this point, I've been taking notes for two hours. At this point, it feels like I've been recording this podcast for two hours. Let me pull this up. I'm unprepared because I've got damn... <laughs> dude. There's Pistachio's man's asshole that's on oh my, my God, camera dude. roll because I had to post it to the Discord. Okay. Titan Research. And here we go. I'm going to read a bunch of word mumbo-jumbo that no one understands. I will. Research can... You want to read it? No, I'll understand it. Oh, here. I'll read it, and then you can put it in better terms. I'll put it in simpler terms. All right. So listen up so you can do that. Research concerning the unique powers of subjects of Ymir to become titans, a field of study since the era of the Eldian Empire. (laughs) It encompasses not only the biology of titans themselves, but also the ideologies of Eldians who possess the power and how to deal with them. Though researched extensively over many years, the truth of titans still remains a mystery. Royal blood makes you do crazy things. Thank you, chat. We come out of the calling card where uh, Tom and Zeke are sharing a good cry. Tom is devastated yeah. to hear that Zeke's parents are restorationists and worries about Zeke being sent to paradise. You know what I like about Mr. Saver? Yeah, what? This guy is not trying to manipulate Zeke in any way. 
He genuinely cares about him. Mm-hmm. He's everything Grisha wish he could be. Well, I don't. I think Grisha wishes that he was well the current, ruler of a new current world. Grisha. Well, not current Grisha. He's dead. I should say. Hey, what are you trying to say? Uh, everything the new Grisha wishes he could be. Yeah, I wish people could see my here. I you're not going to be able to hear my face, but watch, listen to the silence that I'm getting ready to do. All the listeners, and I think you're going to be able to tell what kind of face I'm making in chat here. Here we go. Three, two, one. Dude, not that face. But I think people. Do you I like agree? That one. I mean, do you agree that that particular silence people understood what face I was? They making They definitely at you? did. Yes. But okay. It kind of hurts me. That's how next level. Listen, this is a terrible podcast, but we are also next level. No one has their listeners listen to faces. <coughs> All right, here we go. Guys, let's get serious. <sighs> this fucking line here. Zeke smiles and th- smiles through the pain and says, Thanks for playing catch with me. Even when I'm a Titan, I'll remember you. Aww, Fuck, man. Dude. I gotta walk it off. That's that Dyna line right there. He's walking it off. He's doing some lunges. Dude, how pissed are you? How pissed lunges. are you? That everyone in the Discord just loved my cat. That's why I'm so lethargic today. <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't say anything about those calves. I just, you know, maybe I kind of forced my way into no, a pose I mean, you didn't that make showed it, them off. You didn't even make it obvious in the picture whatsoever. I, I joked about flexing them, and you laughed, and I was like, "No, nah, I won't flex them." And people still noticed. Yeah, you, you were like, "Oh, I won't. I definitely won't put it on this chair and oh. make Chaz mad because he's lonely and depressed, and then he's got to do another podcast tomorrow, and he hates his life." And definitely didn't have to walk upstairs to find whatever that piece of furniture was, bring it down just so I could prop my foot on it to make the calves pop a little bit more. And then make make me hold that shade over top so the lighting hits it just right. We got here 45 minutes early to take those pictures we put in Discord, so so I hope you guys liked them. Thanks for commenting my calves. Alright, so uh, yeah, I, Zeke just said that terribly sad stuff. I don't want to say it again. You guys heard it. Zeke stands up and says goodbye, but is stopped by Tom saying, very simply, report them. He goes on and says, it's your only hope. If you report them and prove your loyalty, you and your grandparents might be spared. This was the coolest part to me. Finally figuring out, like, this makes total sense. I thought from the beginning that Zeke just reported him because he was, you know, mad at Grisha for being a terrible dad. Mm -hmm. But no, he had an influence that... Who's someone who genuinely cared about him? He would have never reported his parents if someone that genuinely cared about him didn't tell him this. Right. And so we start seeing scenes where Zeke does just that. You know, he told on him, but it's being overdubbed with Zeke saying, I could never do that. And Tom arguing, saying, Your parents have been terrible to you. They gave up on you and never cared how you felt. They never loved you. You've done nothing wrong. You're a smart kid. You're a good kid. And this is when we see Grisha looking at his son one last time and as he's been arrested and is being put in the back of a car. Wow, I bet he feels like a big old dummy. <sighs> he feels like me yesterday when I was crying myself to sleep. What do you think Grisha felt? That's actually like a good... Do you think in that moment he's so fed up and is like, who got to my son's head? 
why is he thinking like that? Or is he like, oh, I pushed him too hard. I bet he. I bet he finally realizes he pushed him too hard. Because uh, Aaron, as a kid, wasn't great, but you didn't pick up on the fact that Grisha was nearly as shitty. As well, that that was the that was the key difference. Grisha never once he was like once you learn what was the the famous line that he said to him. He's like once you learn what's important, I'll show you what's in the basement. He kind of let Aaron learn on his own. He, he didn't, didn't force start, anything. He didn't on start him. drilling him yeah. so young. It was like he was trying to wait until Aaron got to a certain age. He he still was like shitty enough to put the burden on Aaron, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like it was very different from Zeke. We cut to the future where Zeke has really been working on pushing off that rubber. He's getting quite a few extra miles per hour on that fastball. It looks like he's got a little two-seam. Will you please stop hitting the tape? Sorry. It is going to make so much noise. Sorry. You don't edit it, so you don't know what I'm talking about. He's got a little two-seamer movement on it, but uh, his strength is placing it wherever he needs on the plate. That's his real get-out-of-jail-free card. Hey, what's on your phone? I'm not looking at my phone. Yeah, you are. Keep going. You're talking about Zeke's two-seamer. I have an important thing I was going to say, but you won't finish the punch. Well, we're there. I keep, keep going, though. He finish threw, the line. He threw it. Threw yeah, it's... You no, said you I, what had I was going to important say, to say about the two-seamer. He not that the about two-seamer. the two-seamer. I meant after it. Zeke asked if he throws too hard for that old geezer Tom, and uh, Tom objects to being called old as he starts hacking up a lung like I do from time to time. He transitions to say that it won't be long till my term is over, which I, that kind of felt weird to me. It, may, it makes it seem like as your term comes to an end, you start getting sick or deteriorate, deteriorate. And I guess I never had thought that it might work that way. Well, I was thinking about it. It is weird to me how, because the owl did the same thing with Grisha. I wonder if... Was he, like, coughing and stuff? He was, like, coughing uh, on the wall with Grisha. Okay. But I wonder if it's, like, after the 13... It's not, like, a as soon as 13 years is up, you just die instantly. If it's, like, you know, 13 yeah. years and two months, but you just slowly die after the 13th year. You might be able to, like, uh, you just start getting sick. Yeah, you just start getting deathly some sick. Some people can last longer than others. Yeah. I've always thought that was weird because, I mean, Zeke what probably has nine months left currently and he hasn't shown any signs of that yeah that's interesting we see the next group of warriors walk by and this was kind of a cool little touch you see annie porco peak bert you know the whole gang and annie's walking way in the back by herself she's like 10 feet behind everyone else same old annie (laughs) tom goes on to say that he didn't get to grow old but he doesn't regret a life of research he says he'll be able to release a compilation about the things the Founding Titan did to the subjects of Ymir, such as their memories, but also how it can change the anatomy of their bodies. This said, is wild right here. Yeah, yeah. He says around 600 years ago, a pandemic devastated the population. Like, you know, you guys might have heard about the Black Plague. This looks a little bit like its younger, uh, smellier cousin, the Blackfoot. You see that person's yeah, foot? Yeah, dude, that was... Ugh. That looks like my dad's foot. Do you remember seeing my dad's toes? His toenails? I thought you were going to say your dad's dick. But Tom goes <laughs> on to say that all of a sudden the disease just vanished. That was like my dad too. He just vanished. And that the king of the time used the founding titan to change how their bodies work. 
He says, no matter where we go, we subjects of Ymir are like part of the founding titan. This makes He's Zeke... like, the founding titan made his dick ten inches long. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke gets lost in thought as he thinks back to the, uh, the grumpy man at the tower talking about how these filthy devils keep up pumping out children. Zeke looks up to Tom and says, Can the founding titan make it so subjects of Ymir can't bear children? If none of us were able to have kids, Titans would have wiped out or will wipe out in a hundred years. Dude, as soon as he said this line, this is when I was like, fuck, this hurts. Yeah, yeah. This hurts bad. And the world wouldn't have to fear or be threatened by Titans anymore. What's more, if we hadn't been born, we wouldn't have had to suffer. And Tom is startled to hear what Zeke is saying and... He misses a line drive that hits him square in the glove. He's going to have to run some foul poles after practice. It's just, you got to have that one. Yeah, squeeze your hand, buddy. What are you doing? Tom finally starts to speak up, his tone much different and lower now, because he says, I've never spoken about it, but I had a family once. In my foolish youth, I removed my armband, and hiding the fact I was an Eldian, I had a wife and child. My child was a Marlian. I knew I couldn't hide it forever, but when my wife found out I was Eldian, she slit my son's throat and her own. Dude. Fuck what? Me. I'm not going to lie. It's been a little hard to joke about this episode because it is so dark and depressing. We're shaked. We're sh- shaken. I can't I'm even say shook right. Um, Yeah, it was enough saying it, show. You didn't have to show us their dead corpses yeah. and a baseball laying in the middle of the child's blood. Oh, my God. It was at that point where I thought, hey... Could have done without that. <laughs> he says, Me becoming a warrior was merely a grandiose way to commit suicide. But for 13 years, I immersed... This bloke Tom fucking gets it. We immerse ourselves Fully too. Fully immersed. Tom. We love being immersed. I immersed myself into Titan research, met you, played catch. It's been fun. I Damn, looked for dude. my dead son in you. I ran from my sins with my Titan powers... If only I hadn't been born in this world. Fuck. God, dude, the parallels from Willie and Aaron's, their famous lines, or Carla, I guess, talking about Aaron, saying, I, because I was born into this world and stuff, is just... Well, that is so good that this hits as hard as it does when we didn't even know this Tom guy was a thing until the very end of last episode. This is a completely different Zeke that we've ever seen, but they did storytelling in fucking 15 minutes that made it uh, this episode uh, it might have gone by quick but when you start taking notes at some point i was like okay am i being too descriptive am i writing too much down i don't feel like i am like so much of it was so important they just absolutely killed it dude that isiyama that's like his best thing is these like characters that have one episode that just have the most everlasting impact like this guy willie um yuri i mean there's so grisha i mean grisha's gotten a little more screen time now but he's really only had like two episodes so tom falls to his knees as zeke stands stronger than ever he says i'll inherit the beast titan not for marley but to retake the founding titan and save the world i'll free the world from the terror of titans and free all eldians from suffering a couple things here we got so much shit to talk about we're not going to be able to answer questions First, I like how Tom basically proved that, you know, this armband is, that's all it is. He yeah. fucking took it off. 
and was smart enough. You know, maybe other people would get found out a little bit quicker, but he was like quick enough on his feet to where he just lived a life until eventually it just caught up with him. Yeah. But it's just like a cool way of being like, yeah, there is no difference other than uh, Eldians know their place in this world and they wear armbands. Yep, he just played the role of not being an Eldian. Got away with it. And then, uh, so it also seems that it's kind of weird. Like, at least back then, if you have a Titan... Well, here, I'll get to that in a second. So later on, Tom has a secret meeting with Zeke where he tells him something he hadn't told Marley. A way to break the vow renouncing war. He says it's only possible because it is Zeke. And if a Titan with royal blood comes in contact with a founding Titan, it's possible to draw out its power. But the power isn't yours to use, Zeke. That right that right lies with the founding Titan. The founding oh, Titan needs yeah. to be someone you trust. This is where I've got a lot to say, man. I've got a and, whole lot to say. And someone who understands our euthanization plan. You want to save it, or are you saying it I guess now, we can or? save it once he starts talking to Aaron. I just There's a whole lot of different stuff with him and Aaron where I'm not buying it, man. I'm not buying it. Ooh, all right. Just whenever you want. Go for it. Okay, keep going. I guess I'll, I'll when you start talking about him and Aaron talking, we'll get into it. So we see Titan Zeke eat Tom as we hear Tom say, I'll always be watching over you, Zeke. And Zeke putting on Tom's glasses saying, I'll find that someone, father. Dude, that was it. That gave me the chills watching that, man. Okay, so here is my other thing. It it kind of seems as if, at least back then, I don't know if they've changed it because it does kind of seem like the whole warrior program or whatever was a little bit different. That you could just choose who you wanted the Titan to go to. Like, how did Zeke? Obviously, I, I kind of like, bought it as in when he was younger. Obviously, he was a lot younger, not as good. He finally found a purpose with someone that genuinely cared about him, and he had the strive to actually be good. Right. And I'm sure since he was already the Beast Titan, he had the influence to kind of choose. But Zeke did a lot better than what he did a few years back. Right. And if you think about it too, most of the candidates, the warrior candidates at that time, were Annie and all of them who were younger than Zeke. He was mm-hmm. kind of next in line, being seventeen or whatever, whatever age he was. Well, that, I think it's different classes because, like, you would think, like, those warriors were younger. But who were the kids that Zeke was running with when he was seven? Like, where are all those kids? You know, like that. That's what's weird, though. I don't know if if you're not picked as a candidate for some reason, he was like. I guess you just what happens to you if you're not right. picked as a candidate? Because it kind of seems far fetched that after all that went down, that they just still let him just be in warrior training. But I guess if they spun it in a way of like, I wasn't trying because I knew what my parents wanted me to have it for, they'd be like, oh, okay, well if you're really fighting for Marley, you can do it. Well, and too, if you think about it this way, if he snitches on his parents and he's like, I fucking hate him, I want to be all in on Marley, they're gonna be like, oh, this guy's really for us. Yeah. We cut to a scene of, okay, this part made me laugh. Two guys who, let's be honest, they look a little bit like off-brand off Reiner and Bert. Pretty sure their names are Reimer and Bart. Did you get that? Get that? I, like, they I don't did. look like the Reiner and Bert from season two or whatever, yeah? They, I mean, it's, I think it's just Mappa, but yeah. I, right, it, it's like fair. It's a different animation. We've seen this kind of with other characters, but 
it's just funny when you see what's supposed to be that exact voice. Reiner especially, just like something Reimer about him. and Bart, I like that. <laughs> Reimer and Bart. Zeke says, Aaron Yeager? And boy, oh boy, did puberty hit his voice hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we just saw him talking to Tom, and it was the one thing, and it's our normal Zeke. It's kind of... Dude, that's why he looks so much older than. Yeah, I mean, he. It, granted, it's been what five or six years at this point, so he was like seventeen to twenty-four or whatever, something around that. He so became he, a man. Somewhere he became in there. a man, and his beard is just. Oh, wish I could grow something like that, but I can't grow anything. I'm pretty small. So Reimer says yes. Aaron possesses the founding titan, and in the basement of his house in Shiganshina. There's some sort of vital information. Zeke asks about Aaron's father, and Bart says, I believe he said his father's missing and used to be a doctor. And that just hits Zeke like a ton of bricks. Tears streaming, you know, we cut to him in a room by himself, tears streaming down his face once he's alone and realizes that his father was alive. He just starts crying and he says, Paths. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks to himself, that Aaron and him were victims, and that Aaron was brainwashed by him. He vows to someday go and rescue Aaron. It's just beautiful. And that leads us cutting to the moment we've all been waiting for. Zeke and Aaron meeting in Liberia. Uh, you know, this thing's been a long time coming. Zeke tells Aaron that he is starting to resemble father a bit, and then follows it up by asking what Metallica cover band Aaron is currently playing in. <laughs> Do you hear that part? I think it was only the dub. Zeke says that his stance is exactly what Yelena told him. And Aaron just says, and nothing else matters. <laughs> he asked Aaron if he supports the Eldian euthanation plan. Aaron says, four years ago, some of Dad's memories opened up to me. Memories of when he slaughtered the Wall's royal family. He crushed their little kids and smeared them like bugs. Oh, dude. He says if those kids lived, the royal family would have retaken the founding titan and bound by the vow renouncing war, humanity and the uh, wall would be doomed. Those kids dying is what let us live. And Zeke asks, so you believe that father was right? But Aaron says, no, he was wrong. That kind of takes Zeke off guard. Aaron goes on to say, and I, the son that he raised, was wrong too. If Eldians hadn't been born, the city, these people would have to die in this, or wouldn't have have to to. die in this plan of ours. There's no greater salvation than never being born in this world. I'll do it. I'll put an end to 2,000 years of Titan domination. Until then, I keep moving forward. That whole Uh, line right uh, there. Right, brother. QOD. Him saying right, brother, too. I've got I've got so much to talk about Aaron's lines right here. Okay, first off, you don't just hop right into the plan and you're just fully on board without having a little bit of discussion. Okay. Which makes me call a little bullshit on Aaron just accepting this right away. All right. Second, Zeke is what he needs. So he's going to say yes to whatever Zeke Zeke says and Mr. Saver had already said that Zeke is basically the key to the lock or whatever. Mm-hmm. But once he is the key to the lock, the founder can do whatever. Like he has no control. The founder has all the power. Right. So even if Zeke thinks that Aaron's going along with this plan, Aaron can essentially do whatever the fuck he wants. 
So I'm not buying that Aaron is fully in on this thing with Zeke because I think Aaron knows that as well. He could touch Zeke and just do whatever he wants. So I, okay, I hope I'm wrong. Let me finish this episode real quick. Okay. So Zeke tearing up says, "Yeah, you're right. Let's do it." He won't shake his hand because it's best that they don't make contact yet. So instead, he passes him a baseball and says, "Aaron, we're gonna save everyone." We cut one last time to Zeke's point of view as he's riding with Levi in the rain. He mumbles, "Our sole salvation is Eldia's euthanization." Levi questions, "Euthanization? You're about to find yourself inside a t- Titan's mouth, listening to what it sounds like to be digested." Compared to how you stole the lives of my comrades, it sounds like a pleasant way to die. Zeke mumbles, I didn't steal, I saved lives. The lives of the children they would bear from this cruel world. Yikes. (laughs) Oh my god. Cruel world, Chad. How about that? Dude, I'm so depressed right now that my dick went inside me. (laughs) Doesn't even do anything for you? (laughs) Levi says, looks like your legs are growing back as he pulls out his sword. But Zeke is paying him no attention as he says, isn't that right, Mr. Saver? And yells, I hope you're watching. Zeke jerks his body, setting off the thunder spear. Levi's eyes open wide as he realizes what just happened. The thunder spear explodes as you see bodies fly from the cart and horses set on fire. And that Mm. is where the episode ends. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Hot Hecho Levi is dead. He is so dead. You what think you th- Levi's dead? I do. I think he's dead. So then what do you think about Zeke? I think he'll somehow pull some bullshit out of his ass and regenerate. And Because the whole thing is to get Zeke and Aaron together, and if Levi is alive, it's not going to happen. So Levi's dead, man. He is so, he is here, so okay, dead. This is where... Fuck. I don't, maybe you're right. But... This is where it all comes down to what sides you fall on the sides as far as Aaron goes. You can okay. be on your side where you think the best, or you can go where I'm super afraid of, where, uh, you know, Horse Story is doing nothing. If Zeke dies here, she's next in line. She's next in line. Ooh. If Aaron has already been. You know, brainwashed enough into this whole Eldian euthanization plan. He doesn't need Zeke. He's got royal blood that he knows about because he was the only one that knew about it for the longest time until he finally said something right there with Historia. Or even more scary, whatever kind of child Historia is getting ready to push Ooh. out. And yeah. It's it's terrifying. This whole thing is just absolutely terrifying. The reason I don't think Aaron is fully on board is because this entire time, I'm going to mention that, that stupid line, or it's not even a stupid line, it's an awesome line, talking about being born into this world and wanting freedom. He's not just going to, Aaron has never wanted everyone to just, Eldia just to die. Like, he's never wanted that. I don't think he's fallen for it either. If he's so, if he wants to be born into this world, Willie's famous, I was born into this world, and his eyes glow up in the declaration of war. I think he's he's on the other side of the mirror from Zeke, if that makes sense. So, Zeke, they're both trying to save the world, kind of. But Aaron wants to save Eldia with them living. Zeke wants to save the Eldians with them dying. 
So then why is Aaron ripping through apartment buildings full of Eldians with children and families to just... Because he had to get the Warhammer. Well, he, he had to destroy Marley and get the Warhammer, I think. that's He's going to do that, but he's going to say... I mean, if you think about it too, those aren't really his Eldians. It's kind. I kind of think he just cares about his uh, his island Eldians. So, man, I don't know. I think I could be on the wrong side, and I hope I am on the wrong side. But the way things are working out, just the way... Maybe Aaron's tricking me, but as cold as we've seen, the people he's already killed, the way he's telling Mikasa that he hates her, the way he's punching Armin in the face, the way that he has... Three Titans, which has to weigh on someone's brain and sees all the cruel shit that Titans have done over the years, all those memories from all those paths, I could see where he's like, oh shit, just fit, he's get that, or um, someone emailed us about it, about like, it's kind of a Thanos from the Marvel movies, Yeah, where their side of things, you can completely see. Like that's what makes them, or like makes, Zeke's side. makes you, the you idea can completely see Zeke's You side. see that that's yeah. a logical thinking. It's just evil as shit, and probably not the best way to go. It's like the easiest way to get to the results without putting in the work. If that makes sense, yeah. I, I I guess too. Aaron literally told Mikasa and Armin he the thing he hates the most in this world is slaves, people that live like livestock, and essentially Zeke's plan is taking away the freedom of all Eldians and having them live like livestock for a hundred years until they all die. And where did that, so where did that one go? That idea of thinking is that cause to me, they've gone from that. I like, that would be one thing if you're just like, Oh, these people, you know, it's, they can't have kids anymore. They're all just going to die off. But when you fucking call it a euthanization and you're making moves like they currently are, and they're talking about the rumbling or whatever, that just straight up seems like they're going out of their way to just try and end all of them. Yeah, so do you think that the whole rumbling thing with Zeke is just straight up horseshit? Like, he never planned on using the rumbling at all. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying, like, they initially, they talked about the point, like, Zeke brought up the fact of, oh, so can the founding titan just make it to where no one can bear any more children. Yeah. And that's how they talked about it. And then, so when they talk about the euthanization now, are you still thinking that that's what he's talking about? Yeah. Yeah. He's just talking about making all Eldians where they can't have babies. So then within like a hundred years, they'll all just die off and they'll never have babies and they can't reproduce. So then their, their race is done in a hundred years. So rather than whatever kind of meeting they've, uh, we're going to have you think literally it was so then so zeke i don't even think zeke wants to do the rumbling at all i think he's he's just so if that's so if that's the case why why to be secret aaron, about it? aaron already had the founding titan why did they need to wait they were there with each other in liberia i know that's a good question it's like it's like they almost have to be on this island to use this power i don't know and maybe maybe aaron wanted to still get the Warhammer. They still needed to attack Marley, do all of that. He Maybe he was still pissed about that. It, a lot of it doesn't add up, but I was going to say this too. Aaron still having the memories. I like how Zeke's father, Mr. Saver, had the memories, uh, or he was on the same 
wavelength is Zeke, the euthanization plan. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, Zeke is almost manipulated by the person he ate. Yeah. Aaron, same way with Grisha. So here's the other reason why I like think that, or why I'm scared they went away from just the no bearing children theory, is when Aaron says, you know, if Eldians hadn't been born in this city, these people wouldn't have to die in this plan of ours. They were all going to die anyway, whether they bear children or not. He's making it seem like they're going to die before they've got to die. Right? Would you, like... See, I don't know. I think he's talking about just the attack of getting the Warhammer. There's going to be a lot of innocent people that had to die. And he's like, but if they were never born, they wouldn't have had to okay. die. Okay, that's fair. I can see him knowing what he's getting ready to do with the Warhammer because, Titan. Because if you think about it, if they make it to where no one can bear children, it's not going to matter if they die now or in... The whole world's going to attack Paradise. So they're all going to die anyways. Like if, as soon as he makes it no children, the world attacks them, bam, done. Okay, but then is it not also pretty risky? Because the founding titan can change anatomy to where people can't have children. You just change the, it right back. You can just change it right back, right? Maybe that's why Zeke was planning on having people that they fully trust to... I don't know how they could kill him. Does the founding Titan have the ability just to, since he can change anatomy, just to change the anatomy to where everyone dies instantly? <laughs> That's where it gets real fucking deep. And it kind of, you see some holes peeping through maybe. I don't know. Cause it's just like, yeah, that's why I'm just the whole idea of the, the hundred years that just seems like it has a lot of flaws in it. And I'm just worried that they've gone even darker because how many different Titan rotations do you feasibly, like, if everything goes perfectly, like eight or nine, I guess, yeah. until you get to 100 years. But how many are going to just be perfect eight to nine Titan cycles? And it's how do you know that, plan. that number six, number seven, they don't have some weird shit going on where Sovers talking to them and they go, oh, well, we, we don't have to kill all these people. Like, it's been peaceful. We had Titans haven't been a problem in years. Why can't these people have children? <sighs> There's a lot. It's I mean, the whole euthanization thing is just so fucked up. Yeah. Like, no matter the no matter how you look at it, um, it's just depressing. <laughs> this story is getting really depressing. It's starting to hurt. It all like it literally all comes down to whatever is going on with Aaron. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter what anyone else has to think or do. Aaron is the only one that can technically do anything. Cuz we make our so it's jokes whatever he decides. We make our jokes and laugh about it, but the fact that like Isayama wrote in so much shit for historian season 2. She's the queen, she's got royal blood, and she's just been sidelined to this farm for however long with this mystery father and now Zeke is exploding like it's just that this, uh, I guess. So you're saying Levi's dead, um, Zeke's alive. Is yeah, that, that's where you're coming down. Zeke on? somehow lives. He does that bullshit. Reiner, oh, I transferred my consciousness into my yeah. into my ass. Th- that makes a lot of sense. I think for fun and just kind of to be different, and it's kind of what I'm thinking. I'll go the exact opposite. That, oh, okay. I, I don't like to think that that's how Levi goes out. I, I know we saw Levi's eyes, and you could kind of slow and see his body. You, you think Zeke's dying, and then as soon as Historia pops out that baby? Between, oh, my. Dude. Between this episode, 
All right, between this episode, how it went, how it was, we got no Zeke, no Zeke, and then all Zeke, and the way he's talking right there at the end, and he's screaming to the sovereign above and saying, you know, I hope you're watching. I feel like he's fucking just letting him get, he trusts that whatever relationship he's built with Aaron, they're on the same page enough to where Aaron's going to finish the job. Uh. He fucking impregnated Historia, and he's like, oh, he's got royal blood. He doesn't need me. And the baby that's born. The baby is born. <laughs> oh, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> There's so many things that could happen, man. The baby that's born, it goes to a random kid, but maybe uh, the kid, the odds are a bit more in your favor when you share the blood with the kid getting ready to be born. Dude, I, I'm gonna triple. I'm tripling down on it though. I do not think Aaron is with this. He's always been fuck the enemy up, and. He's never been like, I want all Eldians to die. Right. Never. Yeah, I don't think he's on that. And point. I'm not even mad. You're using so much context that makes so much sense. But I also have found that that bitch Isayama is a sick motherfucker. And I think he just gets his jollies off of thinking. He does. Oh, I'm going to make this person that everyone thought the main character was to just be the total antagonist of the show. No one's going to see it coming and everyone's going to feel all the feels. I mean, how would you have felt if we would have followed this story from Zeke's perspective from the beginning? Yeah. I, I mean, I would have been on Zeke's side. I really would have. As fucked up as it is. Because if you look at it in Aaron's side, if Aaron's thinking, oh, I'm going to kill all of Marley, all even all the innocent children and kids in Marley, like that's fucked up too. Yeah, I think there's a... Uh, I see what you mean, yeah. Because while we've been on Aaron's side, we've also been saying, oh, shit, like... It's fucked up what he's doing, doing this apartment stuff. We would have been saying the same stuff when Zeke was turning yeah. innocent people into monsters. And and dude, it just makes Zeke's whole baseball throwing to the to the survey course when they're riding and him talking about how they never learn from the past. And yeah. he's like doing them a favor by killing them before they can have kids. Like it's just so... The that's, show, man. that's the other thing too, dude, is they still, still have not touched whatever bullshit they're trying to do with paths at all. Paths. Paths. You know what the answer is? It's paths. What the fuck? What we've, have we been talking we've about been for serious. an hour and 45 minutes when we could have just said paths and people would have been like, wow, Ronnie and Chad get it. They've got this whole thing figured people out. People are so mad at us that we're being serious and just sound like No, buffoons. dude, it was so well needed. If anyone makes it at this point, maybe it was a breath It was pretty fresh bad, air. yeah. Uh, Sorry, guys. I, I was just ass cheeks this episode. I won't Lord. even lie. I was worried about you there. I'm telling you, man. I'm not. When I say like this show's depressing me now, I'm being serious. Yeah, but did you watch the episode like eight times last night? You just looked. Yeah. There were a couple times where I looked over and you were on your phone, and but at the same time, I thought you were getting ready to fall asleep. <laughs> I did not sleep well last night. I kept waking up. I kept thinking, boy, I'm just glad that Ronnie was born into this world. I, well, you know. I get on to you, but I love your brother. Um, but stop putting your fucking feet on the podcast table. I'm sorry. The audio is going to be terrible. We've talked but, enough. Two days in a row, guys. We'll do the questions next time. And guys, I've got a bunch of them saved up. If we don't get to them, we'll try and get to them another time. Hope you understand. I'm glad that y'all were born into this world. We're glad you've all been born into this world. Hope you don't we hate love us children. too much for really dropping the ball on this episode. Worst episode okay. yet. By when we say far. worst episode yet, this oh time we mean God. it. What, what do you mean? They're I mean, all. I mean, we've always meant it. What? 
I'm just saying this is our worst episode since the last episode. What were you oh, saying? That's what I, yeah, that's we okay. mean it this time. By far. All right. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. We'll talk with you next week for the finale of this, whatever this, wow. uh, what and did we call this? The, the finale of the part one of season four of the final season of Attack on Titan. Peace. Peace. Peace.